We'll go ahead and do 30 seconds of silence starting now. And that 30 seconds was briefly interrupted by someone saying Loitsu. That was my fault. My fault. <laughs> I was wondering what, I was like, was that me or was that how did that, How did that, that should have just gone to my earphones, I would think. That's no, weird. it was loud but enough that your microphone you came in over your mic. Yeah. But I have headphones on it. Wasn't even, that's weird. I don't know. It was a female voice. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Google Translate. You know, you can that's force it. Too. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear it just then? Not now, uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. Just during the silence period. <laughs> Just right smack in the middle of the 30-second silent period. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> I can work around I have occasional that's people that run in and say Lloyd's do just for the... <laughs> oh, okay, that's probably how that works then. <laughs> no. We're going to uh, start the Lloyd's chorus shortly. <laughs> this is the, going to be the offshoot singing group. Let's see if this works. Lloyd's do. Yes, I heard that. So I think we understand at least how Google Translate wants to pronounce yep, that. Exactly. And, so, and they uh, have to it, be right. That's right. It's the Internet, so it must be right. Check. That's right. Did anyone hear that train in the background a moment ago, by the way? Nope. No. Perfectly oh, good. Over here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Evidently, it wasn't as loud as Google Translate, but we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Welcome to Crucible of Realms Epoch Iteration. I'm Jim. I'm John. And I'm Kent. And uh, no, you are not traveling through time to an earlier point. We are actually releasing new audio, believe it or not. I don't uh, believe it. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to believe. I know. But it is, in fact, July of 2014. Well, <laughs> I'm from the future. I'm from, like, August or something. Okay, well, don't don't reveal anything. Right. <laughs> Because then you're going to mess up the space-time continuum. The lottery and, numbers are. <laughs> oh, well, hang on. Let me uh, let me take the the sound off while you tell us this. Because you know there is a certain point where you just have to say screw causality. <laughs> I want to be rich. <laughs> Precisely. I'm certain that's not going to hurt the well, the space-time continuum too much. If you think about it, here, this is the trick, and and I'll offer it to you, time travelers. And so, if you get rich, you need to send me some money back. To get rich without messing up with time space is you do the sort of the back to the future thing, but you go to Vegas and you bet on those things. So that way you spread out the money across many, many, you know, that the effect of gaining all that money over a large pool so that the ripples are very small. That's the trick. So you basically get a lot of money over a slightly longer period of time. Right, there you go. right. Because if you went and robbed a bank or you won the lottery, you probably have deprived somebody of that lottery winning. And there's ripple effects from that kind of thing. But if you go to Vegas and spread out your bets across all the casinos in Vegas, then the ripple effect is going to be minimized. So it's sort of money laundering on the <laughs> space time scale. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's a very good tip. Now, <laughs> very pleased <laughs> Anybody listening to this makes money on this, I need to kick back here. So find me. Which, if you're a time traveler, shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, of course. You know, that's that's basically the... Give me the money the yesterday. Yeah, that's the whole conceit here. Come back to yesterday. Well, no, if they give you the money yesterday, we won't be able to record this. Yeah. <laughs> because you will be off on your yacht. <laughs> no, the money won't go to my head. No, no, no. 
Of course not. You say that now. John from this reality says that. But what about alternate reality, John? That's true. You know, he's a you, we have bastard, no, so, you know. We Yes, I mean, we don't know how he's going to be. That goateed son of a... <laughs> anyway, that said... I don't know that um, I can grow a goatee. I don't know. Well, not in this reality, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He's gonna, but if you won he's, if you won the lottery yesterday, then maybe you... Uh, the first thing you did was you went out and you bought one. Yeah. He's the evil me, and so he has to have a goatee. That's right. That is the rule, yes. <laughs> so would evil Kent not have a goatee? Yeah. I, you see, that's the interesting question. Because actually, two out of three of the hosts of the show actually have a goatee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do I have your permission? Fulfills are clean shaven. Yeah. Do I have your permission to kill you if I meet you and you don't have a goatee? Because you're the evil version of you and just suspect that whatever we say isn't really true. Yes, that's, that's right. Okay. You can't, can't so, kill it. It could be that we're under the fluence. You okay. see, we could have some <laughs> some dark influence upon us that is causing us to seem as though we are the evil versions of ourselves. Actually, I, I, I to tell you the truth, if you haven't been able to tell by now, I am the evil version of myself. <laughs> oh. So it's not really, <laughs> and it would be under the affluence. Yes, under the affluence, <laughs> not influence, the affluence. But, well, we'll get into wordplay in just a moment <laughs> when we get to the feedback. But we don't really have much in the way of quote-unquote news except just to say we're not dead. And there are more episodes coming out, believe it or not. I realized that the last time we posted anything was uh, March 1st of this year. Wow. That was a while ago. Scary. But things get busy. You see, unfortunately, while John and Kent are helping me with the editing, I have this sort of anal retentive paranoia that requires me to also edit after them and go over the whole thing. Because also, there are certain things that I want to do with the audio on the show, and there's a certain quality I want to put out. And so I've coincidentally had a number of years doing this, and so as a result, I can't help myself. But I have been working on episode 23, the final edit. Final edit is actually about three quarters of the way through now, and so it will be appearing on the feed very soon. Yay! Yes! Finally! And then 24 so is we just can... around the corner. Cause... Yes, yes, exactly. I've, I've already promised someone I was going to try to get it out by early August. Oh, so. good. <laughs> good, good, good. There's a need for that, a rather specific need. Because that was my and pre-editing so, right there. Well, you did a pre-edit on what was originally going to be 24, although we cool. have since played a little bit with the timeline. Yep. So there, there is another one that will be coming out and will be the new 24, but then yours will be the new 25. <laughs> and so that's kind of what we have going on right like now. It's like Kiefer Sutherland Strikes Back. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's Kiefer Sutherland during leap year. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what we're looking at. Or during daylight uh, savings I was time. Say, that's exactly, it. that's what it is. 25. He gets that extra yeah. hour to attack Earth. Yeah. Exactly. He wouldn't have made it. <laughs> but the bomb went off on 25 and not 24, so he was cool. It's that sequel to 24 that can only take place in, like, October. Right, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> and somewhere nice. around, what? what is it, 2 in the morning? morning? Yeah, 2 yeah. in the morning. At 2 in the morning, it, it, it happens all over right. again. And so the bomb was just about to go off, and then the clock jumps back an hour <laughs> yes. to, to go over again. And he's got a whole other 60 minutes to defuse it. Yes, a perfect cliffhanger. I also need to apologize to uh, any of the listeners who may be wondering. Yes, it is still me. I just have the throat demons this week. 
So I'm I'm dealing with that as well. Lots of stuff is going on. Things are crazy. Yes, by way of explanation as to things not having been happening the last few months, I have been ridiculously busy. I had a cascade of deadlines, many of which I actually ended up missing because I had a lot of things going on. I determined I had too many things going on, unfortunately. And so everything just sort of crashed into a heap of agony and pain and failure, and, you know, as, as things do in life. And so a couple of writing projects are getting pushed back until later on, possibly later this year, possibly early next year. We'll see. And so that is very unfortunate because I wanted to get these writing projects together, but a lot of them have kind of fallen in a wobbly heap at my feet and I'm kind of uh, going to have to kick them around. But for the next few months, I am actually going to be focusing entirely on getting the podcast caught up. So hopefully this means that we will be having more regular releases. Famous last (laughs) words. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. We shall knock on wood now and hope that it goes well. Just have to pick up the juggling and get back in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. I've already been juggling sabers and torches, so uh, it just remains for me to juggle active cattle prods, and I think we'll get to it. I, I say um, you upgrade to chainsaws. Running. Chainsaws are good. Running yes. chainsaws. Running chainsaws, yes. <laughs> Those are also good. And challenging, but there they are. <laughs> you should juggle um, chainsaws and panda cubs at the same time. <laughs> that... That would be dangerous and possibly would get us and, uh, in trouble with PETA. Yeah. And, <laughs> and China and... Yes, and actually, you know, the uh, uh, Environmental Protection Agency and uh, whoever's job it is to keep you from doing things to endangered species, that that would be a problem. And we get in trouble with Jen from the Genisodes because pandas are kind of her oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. She would, she would disown me as a human being, which is not cool. <laughs> Because she has that power. She does. She does. She has several villain bases, as far as I'm aware. The sort of Bond villain type bases from which she can enact terrible, terrible vengeance and rain fire upon anyone she so chooses. So we must be careful. We must be careful about that. But in any case, what have you guys got going on? Yeah. Anything? The D&D Next, actually I think it's just called Dungeons & Dragons now, has dropped its basic set, put that in quotes, the PDF of its basic set, a little underwhelmed so far. I think I was spoiled by the system reference document when 3 and 3.5 came out. And so this is, although interesting and has more flesh on the bones than the uh, system reference document, mm-hmm. it's a little non-specific, I guess. You basically have only the four base character classes. No druids, no rangers, no paladins, no monks. Oh, wow. Uh, right. Well, that'll be in the actual books when they come right, out. Sure. Right, right. Right, but like, well, this is the, again the, a free PDF, right? Right, but the system reference okay. document from three basically had all the player classes. Although there's some really good stuff in it, and uh, I applaud the effort to lower the barrier to entry for the game because I think that's one of the significant pieces that they're mm-hmm. trying to attack here. I think I read that the intent is in future as they put out modules and some of the other books, for instance, that there aren't any monsters in this first drop. So the bestiary is not there. I think that they'll probably add on to it and it's probably going to be an evolving document. It is like 
release 0.01 or something like that. So, ah, yeah. So it's early, but like I said, it was just compared to 3.0. It was a little disappointing. That said, I like the system and I like where this is going. So we'll see. We intend to uh, make a go at it. Oh, okay. With a campaign, even. With a campaign, yeah. That we're going to oh. build our own world and maybe once we get the thing built, maybe we'll have an episode on it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. We'll have to see what's going we're on. Building a city um. called Never Reach. Ah. And, and its surrounding environments. Cool. So. Very cool. Well, once you guys have got more together on that, maybe we can talk about it on one of these Epoch iterations and kind of see how it's going. Yeah. See all of that. Awesome. That's very cool. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Excellent. Well, let's see. We have some feedback. Feedback, 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 feedback. Yes, feedback. So actually, I'm going to go ahead and read these things that we got in chronological order. I have three pieces of feedback. And I'm just, the first one, actually, it is far too late to read it, but I'm going to read it anyway, just for the uh, sake of irony, if nothing else, or at least mild amusement. Schadenfreude, perhaps. Can you have Schadenfreude for yourself? It's hard to say. Mm. But this is from a gentleman named Matthew, and uh, we received it a little under a week after our last Epoch iteration came out at the beginning of March. We got this on March 7th, and he says, hey, so are you guys planning on doing anything special for the upcoming tabletop day? Ooh. If so, what are you running? I'm hoping I can throw something together myself. Do you think I'd be better off running it at a crepe place or a cafe that serves booze, too? And then he gave us a link to Tabletop Day, which was tabletopday.com. Mit freundlichem Gruß, Matthew. Of course, the uh, amusing part here is that Tabletop Day was back in, I think, March or April. Oh. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a while Ago. I'm getting excited. Yeah, I know, I know. That's right. I was like, ooh, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah. Well, if we perfect that time travel technology we were <laughs> we were talking about, then... Uh, Should be no problem. Be yeah, right. exactly. Ah, yes. The second annual Tabletop Day was April 5th, 2014. Mm. So, unfortunately, I, I don't have any plans for that one. <laughs> as I have yet to discover the secret of time travel. So, uh, unfortunately, we missed that one. But if you do discover time travel, yes. please share it with us. We'll be cool. And, and we will come to that tabletop day yes. and possibly run something. What, I'm not sure. But if it's targeted time travel, then then we'll be able to make it. Um <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll run it in both a crate place and a cafe that serves booze simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> Collate the data between our various selves and then report back to you a while ago mm-hmm. in time for the tabletop day that same year. So um, well, I'm also, it'll totally work. I'm also going to the beach that day, too, as well as yes. running a game. Yes, I was thinking about going on vacation at the same time while I'm also working. You finish the week and then you jump yes. back and do a week of vacation. As long as you don't meet yourself and, you know, hug yourself, you're OK. According to Dr. You know, Who, anyway. Apparently, yes, because of the Blinovich limitation effect that they sometimes right. use and they sometimes ignore. They, ignore um, oh, yes. they can ignore it during Christmas specials. I think that's the rule, if nothing else. <laughs> that's what it is. It's it's apparently it's a Santa Claus. It, that's his Santa Claus's gift to the doctor. It's like if the version of yourself that you're making contact with is significantly different from yourself in age, then perhaps it's okay. Right. I don't know. The shorting out of the differential doesn't take place quite the the same way. That's it. Of course, that is a, a foolish 
But we shall not get into that forth. Then we will get into very specific things. But seriously, Matthew, thank you very much for writing in. I am terribly sorry that we were not able to get back to you on that because we just kind of went crazy. And I remember Tabletop Day going past, but I just wasn't able to get anything done for it. Too many things. Too many things all over the place. I have recently discovered that there are too many things. There need to be less things because I have way too much to work on right now. That's the thing. If I actually had the secret of time travel, I would be utterly screwed because (laughs) I would try to get absolutely everything done that I wanted to get done. And I would be dead of old age tomorrow. Right. (laughs) You'd have everything done, but you would have died of old age after only one subjective day. Yes, exactly. So uh, best to keep that secret out of my hands for as long as possible. It would have been a lifetime relative relatively. To you. Relative to me, yes. Right, but subjective to okay. us, yes. Okay. But it, yes, it and has I think, to do with the observer. Yes, I believe that's the case. At least that's the rule on the Doctor Who audios. Right. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Right. Okay, enough Doctor Who for now. The next bit of feedback that I have here, we received a few days after Tabletop Day, we received in April. We were approached by a site encouraging us to take a look at it. We were approached by the people at uh, Think Baby Names. <laughs> okay. Um, which is a it's a baby name site. Really? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. I know, I know. So difficult to tell from the title, but yes, it is a baby name site and they have a they have basically a catalog of baby names on there. I have seen more exhaustive lists of names, but when you click on a name it actually does try to go into the origins of the name and why this name might be famous and that kind of thing. It gives a little block of information. So that's pretty cool. Popularity sure. things like that. Nice. And so the email that they sent us, it said, Dear Sir, I came across your cool site at Crucible of Realms, www.crucibleofrealms.com, and thought you might be interested in our site, Think Baby Names, www.thinkbabynames.com, which is a name dictionary on name meanings and origins, updated with currently trending names. Please review our site and do provide us a link if you find it useful to yourself and your visitors. Thank you. Regards, Kian. So thank you, Ken, for sending that to us. Yeah. Uh, I figured I would just go ahead and read that out here so that folks can go check that out if they want to. So you now call in the pocket of big baby names, <laughs> organized <laughs> crime, I guess. Yes, no? that's right. You guys didn't get the check? No. Nope. Uh, no, no, we did not. Oh, okay, never mind. Forget. In any case, folks who are looking for names, because we always stumble over names here, so it's always good to have another source for names. Especially the so, origin. That's uh, going to be a big plus. Yes, yes, that also is good. Mm-hmm. That is good. So I would recommend folks go and check that out if they are interested. We can't give them our sources. They won't think yeah. we're geniuses. Come on. <laughs> oh, I think we took care of that a long time ago. <laughs> oh, maybe you took care of it for yourself. <laughs> we're not... <laughs> I think we're in very little danger of people thinking us to be geniuses. But let's see. We have one more piece of feedback that I want to read here. This one is from May, and this was from Aaron. And Aaron says, Hi, thank you for the awesome, inspiring, and educational show. It is a great model for creativity and brainstorming. Worthy of listening to anybody... Worthy listening to... Sorry, I'm, I'm reading this out, and uh, there's... Uh, but worthy listening to anybody involved in anything creative or any problem-solving. By the way, I'm Finnish, and your pronunciation of Loitsu in episode 9 was horrible. First try was not even recognizable, and the second one barely. Smiley face. I'm not going to stop listening for it, though. Smiley face. Aaron. So thank you very much, Aaron, for writing in. (laughs) 
He was actually referring to the episode which we titled Outlandia. Ooh, Outlandia. And, uh, where, okay, yeah. Where my friend Chris came and helped us build a world. That was actually a fantasy slash sci-fi mashup in space. And we were talking about something to do with a, a curse or magic or something kind of in general. And... John had found the Finnish word loitsu. I'm saying loitsu just simply because that's the way Google Translate says it. And we know that's, that's right. <laughs> it's the internet, they check. It's the internet, so it must be true. Yep. But that word, loitsu, means hex or incantation or conjuration or spell or charm. And that was kind of what we were looking for. We were looking for descriptive terms, as I recall. It was toward the end of that episode. And John did preface his statement of it by saying he had no idea how to pronounce it. So I, I want to at least defend him on that count. (laughs) (laughs) That was, in fact, the case. And so it was true. I didn't know how to pronounce it. (laughs) It's always good to find confirmation. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it's that thing that happens when you're playing with different languages. But now, as a punitive measure, I'm going to uh, no more finish for our podcast. Sorry. We can't do that. That's a huge base, too, to get rid of. That's not Finland. No, I don't. They can can listen to us. We're just no no Finnish names. Sorry. How about we compromise and say no Finnish names that have not been cleared through Google Translate first. There you go. That we can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, but uh, seriously, no. Thank you very much for writing in, Aaron. We do appreciate the feedback, and we are glad that you enjoy the show. We do appreciate it because uh, creativity and brainstorming is pretty much what we want to encourage, uh, sink, sink our teeth into. Yeah, and encourage. I've linked yeah, something I've... in uh, G plus or in our chat. Can you uh, check that out, Jim? Because I'd like to link that. Ah, let me go over to the thing. So a friend of mine has he and his wife have started up a Kickstarter called FairyDoors.com. Okay, so is this, is this oh, uh, so, so this I'm, is a it's called is this a, a recommendation that you're giving us here now? Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's go to recommendations then, <laughs> okay. shall we? So it's for any anybody who's interested in creating fairy gardens in their yard or in their house. Uh, it's very behind the door, and I've given a link to Jim so he can include it in the Epoch iteration notes. Yes, I'm going to go ahead and put that in the show notes. Yes, Fairy Behind the Door, it is a Kickstarter. John, did you have any recommendations or anything else you wanted to get out here? I'll throw out one recommendation. It's a book I just finished. It's in a series called Monster Hunter International, and the most recent one is Monster Hunter Nemesis by a guy named Larry Correa, and it's an excellent sort of series It's about, well, at least it started out with the idea that there are monsters out there and this is how we would deal with them in the real world, so to speak. If you're going to fight a vampire, you show up in the middle of the day with large caliber weapons and fire. (laughs) Uh, Actual practical vampire hunting. Right, among other monster hunting, too. And I actually, in the because it was the second one, it could have been the end of the first one, they actually nuke a great old one and they didn't kill it. Well, they killed one, but not all of them, of course. At any rate, worth it. The guy's uh, is a very he. I'll say he's a gun enthusiast. Um, ah, okay. Um, and he knows his <laughs> stuff on guns. So there's a lot of talk about calibers, and there's some detail there. He talks about guns like George R. R. Martin talks about food. I'll ah, just put it that okay. way. But it's good stuff. It's not high fiction, but it's good stuff. I like it. 
Cool, cool. Well, I also have a recommendation I want to make. There is a podcast called The Big Red Couch. I do not know if any of you folks might already be familiar with it, nope. but it is possible that some of you might be here from over there because I understand they mentioned us, which is always nice. The Big Red Couch is a podcast that focuses on RPG scenarios, and it is recorded by some very creative individuals in New Zealand. What they do is actually kind of similar to what we do. They take a base concept, they actually draw a concept at random from a box, and they read it out, and then they go away and come back with gaming scenarios that they've built around those very vague concepts. So, for example, their most recent show as of this recording, they had a card in what they call their mystery box that they pulled out that says, I am still here, Treasure Planet. And their most recent episode, they build RPG scenarios around that. Prior to that, they had the Samson Protocol, and they built RPG scenarios around that. And so it's uh, it's pretty cool. That is cool. And so I recommend that anyone who's into gaming, who wants to listen to folks brainstorming about gaming scenarios, go and check that out. Uh, I'll throw in that on the Reddit world-building boards, they do something similar to this. I don't know, it's probably bi-monthly, really, but they'll start with a premise and they'll build a world similarly. I haven't listened to a lot of their podcasts, but they get very detailed because individual people will take on a piece. Okay, and they'll do it as like a project over time. Right, yeah, here's the languages (laughs) and why the languages are. It it gets crazy detailed sometimes. Oh, so actually doing it kind of the right way instead of the way we do it. Right. We try desperately to cram everything into a couple of hours. But hey, hey, but you know, you got to do what you got to do, you know? Some projects do well with back and forth over a longer period of time, people filling in details over a forum type interface. Right. And other folks like to put things together through conversation, which is kind of where I land on a lot of that. So there's room enough for everyone. No, I, I like our format. I wish there were easier ways to capture everything. Yes. Yes, this is That's true. That's want. <laughs> I want the perfect speech-to-text conversion ah, yes, perfected yes. so that we'll just sit here and talk and it'll get done and we'll have a nice little transcript there mm. and we can snip and cut and paste. Eventually, we'll have an artificial intelligence that'll be recording it for us yeah. and taking it into text and then organizing the whole thing, figuring out the various topics for it and actually putting it into a cohesive thing and editing it for us and everything. That will be wonderful. Right. And then it'll um, take un- over the world. Well, yes, of course. That's the main objective of that. But, you know, hey, it'll be easier. <laughs> what simple freedom when weighed against convenience? There you go. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. <laughs> to our friends listening from the NSA, that was in. Oh, yes, wait. that's right. <laughs> but if you will send us your names, we will make a shout out to you on the podcast. That's right. Don't worry, NSA, the singularity is coming. <laughs> So let's see. Oh, also, I did want to just mention, just as a side note, that I finally had a chance to dig into the Storium beta. I don't know if I mentioned Storium on this show or not before. I did an interview with Stephen Hood, one of the creators of Storium, and it's a pretty cool thing. And that interview is something that's available on audio over at jimyesthatjim.com. But it's a pretty cool thing. It's actually kind of like a combination between a play-by-post game and a kind of group storytelling effort. And 
it's pretty fascinating. They kind of gamify the whole round-robin storytelling thing by having little cards that you can play against challenges, so that sort of flavors the direction that you narrate in. So when that actually comes out of beta, I think folks should look into that, because he's nice. He's very nice. I may try to actually get a game started myself soon. I've just been playing in a couple. That sounds cool. Yeah, I'd also be curious to know if any of our listeners actually have gotten into Storium at all as well, and kind of what you think of it, because it's a fascinating, fascinating thing. Also, the cool thing about it is that when you start a game, you can actually invite people who are not on Storium already. So people who are just purely players need not necessarily pay for it when that comes out. I believe that, if I recall correctly, they actually get a very basic sort of free thing that they can come into, and they can come into games they're invited into. So it's just the people who are running games that have to actually do the what I think is going to be like an annual fee or something. But right now it's in beta. They're working all that out. But it's shaping up pretty nicely so far. So it's pretty cool. So do we have anything else that we wanted to blather about for a bit before we seal this one up and launch it off into the interwebs? I'll throw in this one little thing. I always do this. <laughs> Just, I think we're now very close to living in the future. There's a hospital in Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, that is currently working on suspended animation with real humans. And like Ah. replacing their blood with a saline thing, bringing them down to just super cold. This is right out of Alien and all those. They're apparently working on people that have had injuries that will kill them in the next. So they're into that stage of, of looking at this. They've been able to do this with mice and other animals. But this is the first human trials that we know of in there, I suppose. So it was just nice. just one of those interesting things. Like I said, we're closer to living in the future. Well, we are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. <laughs> And so it is a good thing now, anyway. All right. (laughs) Forgive me. I was taken over by Plan 9 from Outer Space for a moment. I'm back now. All right. Anything else? Nope. So. Here. All right. We're, we're going to Dragon Con. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. I do not know if I'm going to be at Dragon Con this year. Right now, it's looking like I probably will not be able to make it. But if you guys are there, have a good time and say hello to people. Yeah, find us, people. Yes. There's a prize if you rub Kent's head. <laughs> is there? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. No one told me about this. You can take his wallet and find out what's in there. <laughs> Not good. How about a uh, WoW figure, a priestess <laughs> WoW figure? Oh, dear. That would be oh, World dear, oh, dear, of dear. Warcraft priestess. There you go. Keep in mind that the rubbing of Kent's head does not indicate a contract of any kind. <laughs> uh, head rubbing may not be engaged in without prior consent from the head rubby. <laughs> Yay, there you go. Good. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure I threw in the legal disclaimer there. So we have that clear. Okay, I think we better end this thing before we get any more illegible. So uh, take care, folks. Um, <laughs> Be well. New shows coming soon. We promise. It is happening. New shows on the feed very soon now. But in the meantime, take care, and we will catch you on the next world. Good night. Good night. Good night, and good luck. String. Strength and honor. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Crucible of Realms. Do you have comments or a question? Have you used one of our settings? Tell us about it. You can contact us at podcast at crucibleofrealms.com or leave a review for us on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Or if you'd like to contact one of the hosts individually, you can find our emails on the website at crucibleofrealms.com. The Crucible of Realms podcast and all settings created on it are released under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. All music was composed and performed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com.